are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers. He's Ryan Tracy of Locked On Chiefs. And we've got an exciting show to get to you here, right here on the show. We're going to talk about this MVP race that's been cooking for quite some time. Got a lot of really top talent quarterbacks. Who's the best? All that can be determined in this in this show right here. We'll also talk about the state of the Jets because we all know that's where Trevor Lawrence is most likely headed. But the coaching situation there is insane. Got talked about that. And, of course, we'll be picking through the top games and give you a preview of Thursday night football for the week. Before we do all that, we got to talk to our great friends at Pepsi. And remember, at Pepsi, they're going to remind you that football season is for football watchers because this football season's different and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you're going to watch this season. Whether you're watching Thursday night football with a Pepsi in your hand or you're going to be sitting there on Sunday getting ready for your 1 o'clock games, Pepsi's there to help you be refreshed at all times. Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content for Pepsi. Ryan, I don't know about you, I'm fueled up on some Pepsi right now. Um, And there's been a lot of exciting football to watch this year and a lot of top-tier quarterback play. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with the way that it's all gone. And even more so, we're getting ready to see more of it as we get into the postseason. And I just want to let everybody know we are recording today from outside of a bubble because nobody's going into a bubble here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and that was another thing. The NFL announced that, that you know it wouldn't force teams to, to do bubbles for the playoffs, which is interesting considering the times we're in. But um, looking at this MVP race right now, there are – there are two clear guys that everyone's talking about right now, and their teams rank at the head of their respective conferences. You've got Aaron Rodgers, who leads the NFL with 39 touchdown passes. He only has four interceptions. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes with 33 touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, he also has 4,200 passing and eight passing yards. That leads the, the NFL by far. The next closest is like 450-ish yards away, and that's Deshaun Watson. Um Ryan, I mean, you cover Patrick Mahomes. You're the Locked On Chiefs guy. But this is an interesting debate year to see who, who who it should be because Patrick Mahomes is the golden boy of the future of the NFL. He has all the tools. Everyone hypes him up all the time. But Aaron Rodgers has been a golden boy for the past decade or so. And he even said uh, yesterday that winning the a, a third MVP trophy would mean a lot to him. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. It would for anybody, and I'm sure a second would mean the same thing to Patrick Mahomes. I find it very interesting that you could say that Patrick Mahomes is the new Aaron Rodgers. That's not an unapplicable comparison. It's not just Allstate that sees that, you know what I mean? Like, they chose those two not only because they're both personable on camera, but because I think they have a lot of similar traits. The arm strength is there. We've seen a lot of contenders come and go this season. You had Russell Wilson really hot to begin with. You had the dark horse in Kyler Murray, who I thought was going to make a run at it. He fizzled out as well. And I think it is really settling down to these two arm and arm pass for pass 
who can get it done. And the interesting thing is it's a bit diverse. There is, um, there's the, the Devante and X crew. And then there's this like, you know, cornucopia of receivers on the other side. So I think there is a case to be made that Aaron's doing more of it on his own. Does that make him more valuable? It depends on how you define this, because I think that while the chiefs are great and you're right, I do cover them every day. I might be a little overwhelmed by them, but without Patrick, that's where it stalls out. And we've seen when they take Patrick's ability to go deep away and they have to turn the run that slows things down considerably. So he's just as important in terms of performance. I just don't think either of these teams could get it done without these quarterbacks. Yeah. It's tough to, 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 to balance sometimes when you're looking at, you know, who's is quote unquote more valuable than, than, than the other. Um, but like you said, Aaron Rodgers. um, he's not dealing with the same weapons that Patrick Mahomes has. And I think that's absolutely something that you could put up, put up for him um, is that, you know, you look at him. Now I will say his offensive line, I think is, is, uh, you know, is, is on another level. Um, but, you know, like you said, Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones are really the two most notable weapons there. You know, you, you, I mean, they're working with their offenses. Robert Tanyan at tight end, who if I, if you, <laughs> unless you're a fantasy football nerd, you don't know who that guy is. Um, whereas, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, you got Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, you got Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, all these speedsters all over the place. And then in the running in the backfield, oh, just Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who was the first ever first uh, running back off the board this year. Um, you know, the, and of course they're the Super Bowl champions. I'm just I'm interested to see how I me mean, one. It's also going to depend on how this this season goes, and we'll be talking about this game uh, uh, later. Uh, but Chiefs versus Saints. I think this could this game and this performance for Patrick Mahomes could go a long way to determining if he can uh if if he's going to win this win this MVP award. Because if you show out on a four o'clock game against one of the top te- teams in the NFL and you help because if they if the Chiefs win this game, it's pretty much a lock that they got the one seat. Um and if that happens, I think that would really boost Mahomes uh in in these mvp talks and rogers could still do things himself but that would be a huge win i i think that could help the conversation in the chief's favor well i would agree with you and, and specifically as the season has rolled out you take a look at what Mahomes has had to deal with since the bye in three of the top defenses in the league in tampa bay last week with the dolphins and now the saints right there's an argument to be made there that the competition level for him has bumped up while we know it's fallen off for Russ, and you could argue the same for Aaron Rodgers. So th- there are definitely cases to be made on both sides. I see it neck and neck for the most part, but I'm going to give the edge to the Mahomes right now. I think and I think that's totally fair. I think it also, I think, because a lot of these times, these votes, when you talk to the guys that make the votes, they're looking, Ryan, they're looking at, you know, what, you know, they remember what plays were made in big games. And Patrick Mahomes has had several of those. Uh, you think back to, you know, times when he's had, he, he had to outdo like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen and other guys around the league. And now he's going up against the Saints. Uh, you know, I just, I think that he, he has an edge here, but it's, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how, how, um, uh, when, when you're when you're looking when you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, if he continues to climb and make this you know this ridiculous difference between his t- touchdown interception ratio, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how you know how much more can can he get than Mahomes? Because right now they both play the same amount of games. He has six more touchdowns, one less interception. Um, and I really wonder 
how much are the stats versus the highlights going to come into the conversation at that point? Yeah, the gameplay is certainly something too. And I'm sure some voters will look at this last game, the three interceptions, all of them mm-hmm. tipped at some point. That that is a wall that he might have to climb over. And there's always a wall when you get to this point in the season. And for me, whether it's mental or physical, when I have to break through a wall, it's about going. It's taking that one and a half ounce package that can fit in your pocket or your briefcase, or your backpack or whatever, and using that to power through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel out there on the market. It's like five hour energy with this without any crash or, or that mellow kind of bam feeling that you just have trouble getting out of your chair afterwards. It's like drinking a monster drink with only a third of the caffeine and better results. So it combines energy gel with collagen protein that's great for your body and easy to digest. And it's loaded with other nutrients that really help like beta alanine, B3, honey, and that little bit of kick of caffeine that I always enjoy. Plus some B6 and B12, those always help. It's one of those things that collagen can help you not only feel better, but look better. So that's a nice plus as well. So visit Bilco.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off this order or the next one or the next one. That's LOCKED for 20% off at BiltGo.com. Back here on the Locked On NFL podcast. It's Thursday edition. I'm Chris Carter. He is Ryan Tracy. Um, Okay. Ryan, we just talked about guys who are at the top of the NFL, the best of the best, the MVPs. Let's talk about the worst of the worst. And there's only one team I can talk about at this season that's at that, and that's the New York Jets. And, okay, yes, the Jets, why are you talking about them? We're talking about them because right now they're the front runners, the absolute front runners to get Trevor Lawrence. There could be another 0-16 team uh, this season. Very, very. I mean, it's very possible that that's going to happen. Only three games left, and they're on that track. Um it's also crazy to me because when you think back to it, as a kid, I used to think like, man, there'll never be an 0-16 team. And then over the past, I'd say, what, six years, we've seen several. Um, you know, the Browns had one. I think the Lions had one a while back. Uh, but I, I look at this, this 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 situation. They fired Greg Williams after, you know, he brought the all-out pass rush against the Raiders, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, and he wouldn't fall on his sword, I guess. But um, And then they, they basically made him fall on his sword. But I just – the the Adam Gase signing in the first place made no sense mm-hmm. to me. It makes no sense why he's been there unless you intended to tank the entire season in the first place. Um, and then there's the talk about, you know, do they even get Trevor Lawrence? Cause they got Sam Donald. Why not trade back and get like a whole bunch of extra people? It, it's just, I, I get that they have all these prospects that they could, that they could really make moves to, on the next year. But if you're making moves, you can't do it with Adam Gase. He's just going to wreck them. Like he's done everything else in his career. Yeah, I got to tell you, like, I, I am 100% hashtag free Sam right now. Like, get him out of New York. And it goes back a long ways. Like, if you're anybody but Peyton Manning, you have doubts about Adam Gase. It, it's always that way. And the number of things that have gone against him, the fact that he keeps finding scapegoats, I, I think Greg actually called that play in order to get out of New York. So hopefully Sam can follow him, but it comes down to what are you going to do? What are you going to base your future on? And I think we've talked about it. I'm still shocked that the man is still in charge of that organization. And, and maybe there's something to be learned from Peyton's brother about he approached approaching a franchise like that at the time. Maybe, maybe it's very, it's very possible. I just, I, you know, another situation where a lot and a lot of teams go through this, you know, the, you know, Joe Burrow just got sent to the Bengals. 
And, you know, I was concerned because I was like, that offensive line ain't, ain't going to be together. And uh, there's going to be issues there. And it's funny, I, I talk about this with James Rapine on uh, on today's Locked On Steelers crossover with Locked On Bengals. Um, and that was something I was worried about all season with Joe Burrow. I'm like, that dude's not going to be safe behind that offensive line because they 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 haven't taken the step up. Now, the Jets have been making investments into, into their offensive line. Um, and I think, you know, they have these different pieces, but it, there's such a rebuild there that, you know, like you're saying, you know, with how quarterbacks in the past have just refused to go to certain teams, would that be a path here for Trevor Lawrence? Um, it, to me, if I'm an athlete, I, there's no way I go to a team with Adam Gates on it, like, especially if I'm the number one overall pick. I'm absolutely using every bit of my weight. And Trevor Lawrence is on another level. Like, We've seen some some number one recruits over the year with Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, but this dude he's hitting seventy yard bombs in stride. Like I, you know, and I've seen him into 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 decent coverage. Like this is another level here that he can walk into this and be like, "Look, I, as if that dude is there, I am not having any of it. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going where I want to go." He, I think, if if that happens, the Jets they have there has to be something going on with Gates where it's like, look, you know that this is your last ride. You're here to finish this season out, and then we'll begin the full recruiting process to bring in a new coach. Um, but it's just it's bizarre to me that it's gotten this far with the Jets, and then I'm still I'm still concerned someone's gonna still gonna give this guy a job afterwards because when he got when he was tossed off the Dolphins, I was like, keep him out of here. I didn't get that then. Um, but if Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jets. One, Sam Darnold's going to have to move. And then two, you're going to have another athletic quarterback thrust into this division that's young. You got Josh Allen with the Bills. You got, you'll have Trevor Lawrence with the Jets and you'll have two with the Dolphins. I mean, we were, you know, we've been talking about all season or everyone's been talking about all season, how there's three Heisman Trophy quarterback winners in the AFC North. Now you have the AFC East with three young guns that are, that would be mobile and and have decent arms. This is this would make for a you know a decent quote unquote arms race if you will uh, in the yeah. AFC. I mean, they need more than that though. There's more. Mm-hmm. Get rid of Gase. I, I'm absolutely with you there. I don't think he survives Black Monday. But Mackay Becton is not enough. Um, their leading rusher is Frank Gore, 87 years old. Jeez. Their leading receiver has 500 yards in Jameson Crowder. I mean, there isn't enough in the building right now, and I. Let me put it this way. I hated what Eli Manning did. At the time, I was 100% against it. How dare you turn down the privilege of playing in the NFL to go where you want to go? Now, and I will say this. I don't think it's where you want to go. It's where you don't want to go. At this point, knowing how the league works now, knowing how much more is on the quarterback without the support of the run games that we that we saw 15 years ago. I think it's more important, especially for a guy of the caliber of Trevor Lawrence, who's shown you everything that he can show you at the college level. I think this is the next step in protecting a career that we think has really the, the highest end capability. So I think it is more legitimate now, despite what I thought back when Eli did it. I would put it out there that I'm not playing for this team. I'm not playing for the organization. It's not just Gase. There isn't enough support there. You're going to end up broken like Joe Burrow. And I hope Joe Burrow can come back. But if I'm his agent, if I'm his family, if I'm him, I'm telling them I'm not playing in New York. No, I, I do agree. Um, you know, there's a lot of athleticism on other teams 
And if you're going to pick a team, you need you need a team that's going to have the playmakers around you and the playmakers to protect you um, to keep keep things going for you on a team. So Trevor Lawrence, I think we're both in agreement here, should look for a team that ha- that has all that talent around him, at least to the point where, you know, they're a low ranking team, but they can make a move with him on it sooner rather than hoping to get some recruits in the, in the next couple years that are going to work out with him at that point. Um, but speaking of natural athleticism, uh, some of us have a lack of natural athleticism or commitment uh, and overbearing sports, or we have overbearing sports parents and fewer than 1% of the 1% of the 1% are people who get to play professional football. And it's even a smaller percentage for players like Trevor Lawrence, but instead of entering the NFL, some of, some of those, like myself, have entered the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madefootballwatching.com and check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. We're back here on the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my co-host, Ryan Tracy. Ryan, it's time to pick through some of our games of the week. Now, there's one clear one that we'll get to the end. That, 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 that'll be the one before we, do, we look at Thursday Night Football. But there's some middling ones here that I think could be interesting just for the projection of things. First, we're going to dip to the AFC East because it's the 6-7 and seven Patriots at the 8-5 and five Dolphins. It's Cam Newton versus Tua. It's been a wacky season for both of these teams. Just all the things they've gone through. Patriots come out, look like they, maybe there'll be a threat with Cam Newton. And then Cam Newton gets COVID and then he never gets back to the same. But then they still find ways to have some big wins. Um, the Dolphins, their defense has been so up and down. And then their offense has been so up and down. <laughs> and uh, But they're 8-5. and five. And they are le- have a legitimate shot at the playoffs right now. But now you got a team in the Patriots who, even though they're Tom Brady-less, even though they're they're not the same, that's still a team that could pose a serious threat coming into Miami. I would have said the same thing last week. But 24-3 loss against the Rams and Jared Goff. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That that has, has me rethinking that. Um, normally, I would say that that coach, with his track record, even a halfway healthy mobile quarterback should have been able to get more done with that. I'm pretty concerned about where they're at right now. And quite frankly, how much they're going to have to tear down to the studs Uh, on the flip side. Chiefs just came off a game with those Miami dolphins and there's no Gaskin still on the COVID list. Now it looks like there's a question mark about whether they'll have who is a guy that's been ascending in Gusecki that I think is really helping the rookie quarterback. Uh, I like what I saw from Tua. I'm not sure that they're there really beyond that they have to feed those wide receivers find somebody that can make bigger plays um but when you look at these two to me it's it's very clear that the dolphins are the better team right now yeah the dolphins gotta win this game i just there's too much that adds up in in their favor there um but i'm gonna keep an eye on that for the one o'clock games because i think that could be very interesting another one of those middling games here bears at vikings both are six and seven um the vikings they're they're a weird team Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Maybe maybe he's the best running back in the NFL. I don't know. But you got Justin Jefferson, who some say should be rookie of the year. Ryan, mm-hmm. right, right, right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, you know, but on the, and on the other side, you got the Bears, who have you know a decent defense, but 
you know, Mitch Trubisky, who, but again, Mitch Trubisky's come in and he's put up some, some, some numbers. These are two teams that I have given up on trying to understand this year outside of that. Neither of them are going to do much damage. If, if some of one of them magically made the playoffs. I, I'm with you. I'm I'm a little bit baffled. Um, credit to Matt Nagy for wringing out every last drop of Mitch Trubisky that he can get out of there. I'm not sure if you can sustain that for the, the remainder of the season, but more power to you. Um, and nothing against Justin Jefferson. Clearly an incredible talent. I If you guys want to go back and listen to the Tuesday show, check out what, what Ross and Luke had to say about this particular argument, because I'll take the flip side. I think if you remove any rookie of the year from a roster, what does that do to the team? And I think uh, the quarterback, it's generally a quarterback award because of that reason. And I would still argue that Herbert should be out front of that. But that said, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, we're not talking about the team in terms of the defense we're used to seeing from Zim. We're not talking about the quarterback making an impact. That's not a recipe to continue through the playoff runs. Um, I, I I think it's like whoever makes the last mistake loses in this game. I think I will actually take the Vikings, but I think it's going to be close. <laughs> Normally we say whoever has the ball last wins. And no, this is just whoever screws up last loses. <laughs> um, that's a funny way to look at this game. But uh, moving right along, a game a game that's going to be interesting, I do think, and many people won't think of it right away, it's Seahawks at Washington. Seahawks are 9-4. Washington, surprisingly, 6-7. and seven. They pulled themselves up. They're 1-1 away from getting back to 500, which is bizarre when you consider at one point they were, what, 3-7 and seven this year? Um, and here they are. Their defense is playing well. Um, Alex Smith has settled the offense, though, you know, now Alex Smith is, you know, he got hurt last week. And there's that. I still have the Seahawks to win this game, Ryan. I'm just surprised that Washington has gone this far in its in its in its comeback. Yeah. And you, let's have a hand. Thank you very much for Ron Rivera uh, doing this in the midst of chemotherapy. Yes. Dealing with a quarterback rotation that includes a guy that has, you know, 17 surgeries to get back out on the field. Alex Smith is tougher than anybody gives him credit for. Uh, and I got to talk to Stefani Bell this offseason about him. And I do expect him to be back at some point. I don't know if it's going to be this week. But you see some emerges. We saw Terry McLaren take a step forward last season. Now we're seeing Antonio Gibson uh, make his impact. Uh, even Logan Thomas, a guy that I think a lot have written off. And clearly on the other conversation with the defensive rookie of the year, I think that one's clear in Chase Young. They do have a fighting chance. I think in the end, you're right. The, the Seahawks are the Seahawks, and I think they overpower them. But uh, kudos to everybody on the Washington football team. Yeah, certainly a kudos to them. Now, last game before Thursday Night Football, and it is undoubtedly the game of the week. 12-1 and Chiefs at 10-3 and Saints. Uh, this is... This is a huge game for both of these teams because the Saints, with their loss, they fell into a tie with the Packers. Packers have the tiebreaker. Um, they need this win to kind of keep off other teams, in my opinion, um, you know, and, and get back into that that one seed race so they, they can get a bye week. Um, but the Chiefs are coming to town. The Chiefs, you know, some some narrow wins lately, including that Miami win. Um, and now you have a team like the Saints who – they they were looking like, hey, maybe they'll come through unscathed without Drew Brees. Um, but then they dropped one to Jalen Hurts last week. I have a hard time after uh, thinking that they're going to win after that one. But who knows? The Saints can bounce back. Sean Payton has been a big, been a been a good coach, um, and they are at home for as much as that's worth in today's NFL. Yeah, and I think that's that is important for one aspect. They did designate Drew Brees to return. And returning at home is a different animal, especially if you're coming off what is such a could be a catastrophic 
injury, 11 fractured ribs. I mean, that's that's significant, punctured lung, et cetera, et cetera. I think for me, what you see in the Chiefs is is winning ugly is not something they're used to, and they're kind of powering through that. Um, this was actually my preseason Super Bowl pick, Chiefs versus Saints. I think this still could be the preview, like you said. And I think for me, the question comes down to, what does Sean Payton choose to do? Is it a package? Is it a uh, series rotation? Because I don't think in order to protect Drew that you can just throw him back out there constantly. The Chiefs pass rush hasn't been up to snuff uh, of lately, but they are building. And so I think that is a concern. And if you're the Chiefs, you have to worry about, hey, are we going to see both Breeze and Taysom Hill and hit us with both directions? And that is um, a conundrum that they have to solve. At the end of the day, I think – Mahomes is Mahomes, and I think there are, are plays to be made there, and I will take the Chiefs to win this one. Yeah, I'm going with you, the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I think they continue their role in here. Um, I, a few weeks ago, I was thinking, you know, the Saints, they could they, they could do this, um, but they got a lot of things to rebound on, um, so I, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs in this situation. But let's talk about Thursday night football. The game tonight, um, AFC West, I mean, this isn't, you know, everybody's stop and watch type of football. But the 4-9 Chargers are playing the 7-6 Raiders. This is important, though, for the AFC playoff race. Because in that playoff race, you've got the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Bills right at the top. You know, you got the AFC South contenders of the Titans and, and the Colts. They're duking it out for, for, what they, for what they got. But then you got all those teams fighting for those those other two wild card spots and that includes the 9 and 4 Browns that includes the 8 and 5 Ravens who just beat who just swept the the Browns um and they're they're trying to chase the Browns down um and uh and then you got the 8 and 5 Dolphins if the tight or not, excuse me if the Raiders don't win this game Ryan they pretty much throw themselves out of that race because you're asking for now you know two maybe two of those teams to start falling down and you gotta have those wins. Um, and the, the Raiders, they may need another Supreme game from Derek Carr to get them over the top in this one. That, that is probably the most likely scenarios. That's what they have to have. And the question becomes for that roster, one that just put Henry Ruggs, their significant deep threat onto yep. the COVID list. He will not be available for this game. Can you generate enough offense with your back up against the wall, knowing this is your chance against a team you should beat on paper in the division? Can you make sure that you get this done and that you power forward, not take that last step backward off the cliff and knock yourself out of the game? Uh, I think it's it's a Chargers team that's in a bit of disarray as well. Um, I think Herbert is probably – I would still give him the offensive rookie of the year right now as it stands – but I think this is this is tolling the bell for Anthony Lynn in clock management and the way things have gone about uh, this particular season. And I think at the end of the day, I think it's too hard to write that ship, and the Raiders do pull this out. I agree with you there. I think that they are they got a lot going for, for them offensively, and the Chargers have a lot not going for them on all sides of the ball. Um, but. This is going to be an interesting game. I still think I think it's going to be competitive, so it'll be like something good to have have on on Thursday night. Maybe you can drink a Pepsi with that. Um, but there are picks, there are games of the week. Uh, we're pretty much in all all in agreement here. I'm, I, but I'm definitely all eyes will be on Sunday, four twenty five in New Orleans, Saints versus Chiefs. That's going to be a fun one either way. Ryan, we made it through another show, my man. 
Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to be doing this with you. These are always a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great to get different perspectives. And there's a ton of perspectives on how to use betting as well. And we have a brand new show on the network, Locked On Bets. Y'all need to go check that one out because this is the time where people start putting money down on lines like this. So check that out. Make sure uh, you give us a, a review there. Q is running that show, and that's always entertaining. You know, it always entertaining. Q is Q is uh, your boy. Q is the guy there. Him and Bo Brack got tomorrow's show as well for the Locked On NFL podcast. So do turn in for that. Thanks so much for listening to the Thursday edition. We'll, we'll be back in your ears next week, but do stay right here for tomorrow for Friday's episode.